Join the Twinkle team as we talk about life as a preschool and nursery practitioner. We'll share our honest thoughts and experiences on a range of topics that affect early years practitioners every day in their settings. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nursery and Preschool Chatroom. I'm Katie. And I'm Charlotte. And I'm Fliss. And in today's episode, we're going to take a look at some of the problems and queries you guys have been posting on our various social media channels. One question that we've seen is, what benefits does your nursery offer you? Silence. (laughs) (laughs) I think when you look at the job adverts, there's always a list of benefits. But I've never looked at those benefits and been like, that's actually legally the bare minimum, what you're supposed to require. They're like 20 days annual leave. And I'm like, you're supposed to give me that. Yeah, I always think that as well. I remember like when I was doing some research for it and I was like looking through and I was like, only the rare one that has got like extra day off on your birthday and it's like really much of a benefit. (laughs) Some places offer like a slightly enhanced pension. Yeah. But pension, in a kind of way, doesn't mean that much to me. When I think of a benefit of what I get from working somewhere, I want, like, extra days off. Mm-hmm. I want extra money. I want you to give me discounts for food, shopping. Yeah. Which I've seen discounts before on, like, memberships of, like, fitness memberships or health mm-hmm. and well-being. But then I was, like, thinking, look at it in, like, nowhere near like a gym that's nowhere near me or something like that and it's like oh well we got nhs do you need like the cafe at the hospital we didn't work for the nhs but we're on the nhs grounds so we kind of weeded our way into like saying we worked for the nhs so we got like a card so in certain places we could get like 10 percent off that's very sore subject isn't it because do you know when they start they did like a big thing during covid for like people for ages nurses weren't included in that and it was all very schooling like teachers, I'm I'm signing up with like a teacher's discount. In the nursery practitioner, you can sign up to this teachers. I mean, that's not coming from the nursery. As I say, that's, that's like a, a different external. Honestly, when I think about what nurseries are offering me, it's a really good point. You're right. I've had some give a discounted gym membership. Mm. That's pretty much all of what I can think about. Mm. Some nurseries do a discount on childcare for you yeah. if you have children. But well, that's never that much. Yeah, that can depend. Like, I worked somewhere where the managers would get fifty percent off. And then the other practitioners would get 25% off, which makes a dent, but part of me would want more because <laughs> childcare yeah. is so expensive. I've seen uh, our nursery used to do for like longer service. The longer you've been there, you get an extra. Yeah, that's thing. a common one. That's I think it's to encourage like retention and loyalty. Yeah. But actually, once you've been there for three, four years, one day off extra a year isn't going to be the thing that keeps you safe. They used to do, it was the company that before I worked there, like they got took over by somebody else, but the company before, when I didn't work there, they used to do, if you recommended someone and they got oh, hired, yeah. you'd get a bonus. Yeah like £100 extra in your wage or yeah. something and then if you did a show around and the parents booked in you'd get an extra bit of money because you showed them around and they booked in That's interesting. which I used to it was quite nice um clamoring <laughs> I'll do the next show um, yeah more people would have done it then yeah our nursery does a refer a friend scheme yeah and it's for like different levels as well like if you refer a level three pack you get like certain amount if you refer a level six even more amount so there are some benefits that we're talking mm. about. It's just maybe you won't want It's hard enough to hire early as practitioners, like let alone like you find and source. Although I have seen when I've looked at job adverts, some things do do sign on bonuses as well. So like once you pass yeah. your probation, you get like a cash payment or something. Mm. I mean, that would that, that would convince there's me. There's an issue that I've seen as well, and they do. I think because they're an employee-owned um, nursery, they have 
uh, if they if that nursery does well in that tax year, the each member of staff gets like a percentage of the tax as a bonus. And I think it said like something like last tax year, not the one just gone, but the one before that, like full time members of staff got like up to two grand bonus. Oh, that makes quite a lot on early as practitioners. Mm, that yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, but most of us that's. A- 10% increase on the yeah. annual salary. Yeah, it's only every nursery is like that. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> depends between. I just really hate when you look at a job advert and it gives you like a list of the benefits, but it is what you are legal, legally yeah. entitled to it for working. Yeah, like you have to give me that much annual. You have to pay me for this. You have to do this. So yeah, I think it just depends, doesn't it? Another question that comes up a lot, and again, I think it's very specifically comes up at this time of year when you've got loads of new children coming into term time early settings, is how to involve parents within your early year setting. Any ideas on that one? Inviting parents in to your setting is like one of the biggest things that you can probably do. And like hosting events and things like that, you know, things that they can just get involved in. Yeah. So like stay and play sessions, fundraising events. Mm-hmm. I've never actually done a stay and play session, so that always like blows my mind a little bit about what they are. But it was always Mother's Day, Father's Day, and Grandparents' Day. We'd host like a coffee or a morning or something, and then the chef would make rolls or that kind of mm-hmm. thing, or like it'd be afternoon tea, and the parents would just come in and join us for a couple yeah. of hours. And those days are great because the most of the children would either come in late yeah. <laughs> or they would finish early and leave at four when the dad's all left so you know yeah. secret perks we used to put events on but like they always used to be on a weekend which i never really thought was fair because i worked all week and mm-hmm. like no offense i didn't want to come in on my saturday i always see you on the weekend yeah, <laughs> yeah. like charity stuff yeah and, like bake sales and they used to have like a um a dad's like football charity match mm-hmm. on the weekend and got all like a few of the dads involved and I remember they were, they were saying that they were asking asking some of the dads do you want to be involved in our family in our charity uh, football match and some of them just like no see you later yeah, like, I, notoriously a lot harder to get dads involved oh, yeah, yeah more often than not stereotypical mums yeah. are all the ones dropping off but i say like just like their online journals like little updates like throughout the day i think you don't realize how like valuable they are to the parents sometimes like they're working they're working and they just get a little like notification for them they can just see a little update their day, what their it? child's doing in a simple picture in like a sentence i think they really they really mm-hmm. like and just keep them up to date with their learning some parents will want to know more than others i don't know how common it was at your settings but the one one of the ones i worked at parents could add observations themselves yes, too yes. and you could like some some obviously never did mm-hmm. and there's no pressure but quite a few actually would have played pictures in the weekend yeah. which were a practitioner's supposed to be so helpful because they talk about and yeah. show the children but i think that's a really nice way for them to get involved i think parent involvement became a really big deal during covid mm-hmm. i remember the most mortifying thing that my nerve and i still cringe about it to this day is i uploaded videos of myself oh i'm not in this stuff. i hate it so much i uploaded videos of me onto the app yeah singing the nursery rhymes and it was honestly and i just can't remember teaching them how to sing the nursery rhymes. like it was great yeah. for them and i did a couple of storytelling <laughs> ones honestly watch the singing ones back i hate it we arranged like little like FaceTime. Did you? Yeah. With the ones that couldn't come in for a while. We used to like message the parents and be like, at some point this week, would you like to video call us? So like my key children, I'd try to arrange the ones that weren't there. And I just used to get a bit of time out to a quiet because it was COVID. Yeah. And I just video chat with the children while they were at home, just checking in or what you've really been doing. Yeah, you know, just so they could see my face as well. Uh-huh. 
they kind of got that little bit of nursery feeling yeah. and I'm still here. She used to have like a 15 minute slot mm-hmm. where I could, they just used to come on. Obviously the preschool ones loved it because they just sit and chat to me over the iPad and stuff. And some of them like giving me house tours and like, and this is my bedroom. But yeah, that was nice because the parents used to come on and chat to us and, yeah. and some of them be like, oh, do you recommend any activities I can do with yeah. them while they're at home to, you know, keep them developing while they're not in nursery? And every room did it, so the toddler room did it and the baby room yeah. tried to And it worked quite well actually. The parents really liked it. That is a very sweet idea, actually. I think a lot of settings do newsletters because I remember yeah. I used to have to write one. I think I did it once. So that was yeah, always a good way to keep them. But yeah. to be honest, it was more like here are some updates about what are happening, what yeah. like what's happening, as opposed to. So each room leader had to write what we wanted to go in the newsletter. I like that because it's more personal. So babies would write what they had done that week or month. I can't remember how many times we did it. And then preschool, I'd write what activities we've been doing, any pictures that I'd taken. And my manager would just put it all into the newsletter. Mm-hmm. And then any like new staff we'd got, if anyone was like expecting a baby, like we'd mm-hmm. go and put that kind of stuff in. So and so's past the level three. That's nice. I like the things that you're saying because it's yeah. like very much a community feel, like we're all mm-hmm. affected by these things. That's nice. I know we are, we had like a um, Facebook with parents. Did but, you? Yeah. I, I never was in it, it was only like managers. I think they they used to post stuff in it and then I think like reminders a bit like maybe a bit more before the apps were like really established I think you get some parents that aren't that they're not that interested in being that involved so like you'll put messages on the app and they never see it like hello we need about 50 nappies that you've borrowed like return spare clothes do you ever think about what kind of parent you as a nursery practitioner yeah I always think the ones that don't get involved like it is fine sometimes I feel like you could do a bit more but mm. I do sometimes think that, like, I would always make sure my kids got nappies and stuff. But I think they were, like, the nurse were like, I can do this charity football match. I'd be like, no. no. Do you want to come do this on the weekend? I'd be like, no. <laughs> I feel like I'd, like I'd be, like, being a nurse practitioner, I'd probably, like, be walking around the room. Like, oh, can I watch what you like? No, I, I mean, I'd try and be chill, but I don't know. The one thing you would do is you'd make sure you do them things that pull the bag to move spare clothes and make sure you return yeah. clothes and stuff like that pick up late and yeah like yeah i would be a five to six so i'd be there at like yeah. <laughs> five every day later i'd just throw my child in the world like you know, you know what to do another question that we've been asked a few times is how many observations should you do how many times did you guys do See, observations ours changed like not long after i was there but i think by the time i had like my own key children it was roughly like two a month but we didn't have to it changed to be like wow things so mm-hmm. only if it was like something you'd never really seen them do before and that sort of stuff but did that change when the whole offset thing came in about like doing less paperwork it must have been when the ey first changed, yeah yeah that's what it? i meant sorry yeah, yeah the EY first changed. I think, yeah i think it changed from then and then i just like i don't know i did it more i knew where the children were at and yeah don't go wrong if they did something mm-hmm. amazing like that i'd never really seen i'd i'd, I'd take a photo and i'd write it up i never really wanted to like write too much detail but then it was also like kind of getting to know the parents well the other parents are type that look on the app when they want to see the mm-hmm. observations if i knew they were i'd like write an observation and put it in more detail but i always remember thinking like oh what am i doing it for like if anyone came around and asked me where your key children all that i'd be able to tell them i don't need to get them mm-hmm observations out the only time i found them useful for me personally was when i was writing like the two and a half year development updates and stuff that i could just look back as like like a little reminder if i needed any reminding but yeah ours was like that but i know some places told to do way more yeah when i when we first got the first setting that i worked at it was 
an observation a day on your key children but like which was fine when you're in bed and you've got three key children a bit more annoying when you're in preschool and you've got to take eight observations that day mm-hmm. so it'd be like every child would have an observation every day and that did eventually sort of become one a week but it was very much a tick box exercise that what are you methods. observing each day what if you've observed them do something like what if they're a child that loves to just play in the role play and like you already know they can do this sort of thing mm-hmm. and that sort of thing like oh well I observed them on that yes I haven't really got anything to do it on today like I always found like when you get told you have to do observations you'd find yourself just sitting there and watching the children anything. and you're not actually like where I thought like the observations mine came from when you were interacting with them and then you are that's really good let me just remember that jot that down yeah. quick and I'll write that up after rather than actually just sitting down yeah and like think oh I need to do an observation I'll watch them it'd be more things that you'd pick up in your interaction yeah so it was very much like oh yeah that's something I can take off against the EYFS because that's what we were following and that's that was very much when I first became a practitioner so like now I look back and I can it's see that like yeah. that was just us ticking a box because that's what we thought we were supposed to do and there's no way I would do that now because I think if I was to have setting and it was all my philosophies observations would be a thing because i would have staff that i'd only be taking photos to upload and share with the parents in my ideal world mm-hmm. because even when it was one observation a week per child it was still having to remember to take the photo then finding time to type up the observation mm-hmm. someone would then have to check that observation to like make sure the spelling and grammar was okay and it just became a bit of a yeah, like I think it probably is from when the change came in the EYFS because now I'm thinking about it when I did first start at the nursery and I remember seeing other people do their social it was a tick against this like their milestone and it was like something like you know you're looking like development matters and it's like can can hop mm-hmm. on both feet or something like that and like you may, you remember then like asking the child can you jump for me and it's yeah. just like you're just making them mm-hmm. do it just to tick yeah. it off and I guess that's where it's come a long way and it's improved that we don't have to do stuff like that but yeah. I can imagine maybe practitioners that might still be in that same mindset still feel like they have to do that or settings that haven't really updated yeah. it could still be like that but yeah now you say it, it's really very much as well it depends on the learning approach your setting takes yeah. so like some like when you look at a more spontaneous approach observations don't really work that way you'd, yeah. you'd have like a, a little map for each child and you just mm. chuck a post-it note on so yeah. that when you come back you've got something to refer to but it's not something you take hours laboring over it's no. I saw this wow moment this saw something that was great for this child I've made a note or like what you said at your setting like you try and aim for a couple of months if they don't come up if they don't come up you don't do them what yeah. about what about yours it used to be really strict where a lot of people would get really hung up on the fact that this child didn't have this milestone TikTok. Oh my god, there's gaps in this area. I need to get some insight because my manager used to like check why why is there no observations. And people used to get some staff members used to get really worked up about it and like really scared to have their files looked at in case it wasn't done in this correct way. I just used to kind of just go off like what I could see them doing and like if I thought. Well, I've not seen them done that before, oh, that's really good. Try not to use the EYFS too much of, like, a strict, like, yeah, this, 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 this. It was, like, more of guidance. Mm. So I kind of knew what I was looking for, but I wasn't like, oh, my God, this week they've not done anything in maths, so yeah. we need to do a maths. Oh, like, honestly, sometimes you just know they can do it because you see yeah. it all the time, but you yeah. just don't have the chance to take a photo yeah, or write yeah. a few sentences about it because they can just do it. Yeah, and I used to think a lot of it was just unnecessary. I would think sometimes... Some of us putting observations on. The parent knows the child can be doing this for two months. It's just it's Friday afternoon. <laughs> we have yeah. to get the observation for a week. Yeah. Quick. We I had to do all the like transition form. So it was like 
they were like, oh, you need to have observations so you can do their school transition part. But I knew in my head what they yeah. could and couldn't do. Why do I need it written down think, yeah, to be able to say that they've mm -hmm. done it? I was like, I've seen them do it. And they reassess them anyway when they get to reception. Yeah. So like, mine's only just like a very rough guidance for teach. Some people were like, you need evidence, evidence. I was like, but I have because I've seen them. I'm not making it up. Like, yeah. I know they can do it. Parents know they can do it. Done a bit of a say classic, like yeah. they're now recognising, especially offset, like when we went to the nursery manager show and they said, we don't need to see pictures yeah. of the children. Fair enough, do it for the parents, but we don't need to see it. We don't need to see written down your planning. Do it if you want to show other members of staff, do it if that's the way that you like to work, that's fine, but don't show us, we don't need to see. They'll gain from their conversations with practitioners, whether they know their children enough. Like, if you're a skilled enough practitioner, yeah. you clearly interact with your key children. You could, someone could come up to you and ask you, oh, what does so-and-so, whereabouts are they up to, like, what are they like, what are their interests, and you yeah. can say, like, oh, they're at this, this is what we're kind of working on, like. We had to go through the EYFS, we all had one for each child. Yeah. Highlight what they've done, yeah. it used to take me hours, and I'd just sit there and be like. I remember when I, you'd write the observation up, but then once you'd wrote the observation, there was a box where you add their next step into yeah. it, so, like, that's what your next observation's going to be on. Yeah. yeah, I just think about that now. It's yeah, just it doesn't crazy, need, Everything it? doesn't need the next step. We used to have to do three of everything at one point so one went in the book one went on the wall one went to parents but i used to find the observation slips screwed up outside on the floor thousands in the bottom of the bag that they've not so i used to be like why are we doing this like there's no point to this like it's just extra paperwork yeah. that nobody needs to be doing i think settings will have their own like idea right. but i think most settings now with the change of the uifs are probably a lot more relaxed yeah. it depends what their curriculum and pedagogy is Thank you for tuning in to another episode. As always, you can find us on our multitude of social media channels, and that includes Facebook, Facebook groups, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and all of the new ones that are constantly cropping up. But in the meantime, we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.